And you are listening to, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. The Big Lebowski podcast, in which I watch the movie with someone once a month. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Paul Quinn, who co-writes, co-acts, co-whatevers, everything else on the podcast, Edquiring Minds, a comedy improv podcast you can find on tabatacase.com. And Paul Quinn has never seen the movie before. He is a noob to the life of the Lebowski, and we discuss his opinions on that. And we discuss how he found the movie, and we also discuss the religious aspects of the film, the, the noble truths, the, the Buddhism, yada yadas, all that good jazz. I think this is a pretty good episode, and I hope you will too. So let's get into it right now. Thank, thanks for listening. We've had some good numbers lately. Uh, people around the world keep passing it on keep listening and i think we'll find some more interesting stuff as we get along there so let's go and abide so quentin first time seeing the big lebowski okay before we do that um we got to talk about the superior names for this podcast that i suggested and you ignored what did you go with in the end yeah well that's just like your opinion man mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you pitch uh the big lebodcast <laughs> or the pod lebowski at never uh, not Paul, at never not Paul. If you think mine was better, I personally do. So uh, the life podcast part of this first. The life podcast. Uh, yeah. How do, how do I know you? Where do you come from? I don't know. How do I know you? I know you through Tom. Okay. Of yeah. all things. Okay. Through uh, the fact film quiz. Has Tom been on here? No. Okay, yeah, I was going to say I haven't spoken to Tom in like two years. That's bullshit if, Tom, if Tom's been on before me. No, no. I, I never see him anymore. It's one of those weird things where you meet people through people and then you never see those people. Mm-hmm. And statistically, you're the person I see the most because mm-hmm. we're always writing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tom leaves his house anymore. Oh, well. He won't come, through, he won't come to the midnight screening of Infinity War oh, either. Oh, well, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we, uh, we started working on a podcast together. Uh, what year was that? Oh, Jesus. Uh, what year did Seamus beat Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds? I don't know. It's 2009. I think it's more like 2012. 2012? Yeah. Right, yeah. I'd say around that. Because I remember us being very angry about that. <laughs> Either way, no. And I think history showed we, we, we were, were right. right. Yeah, we were vindicated. We were right. Important. But we worked on that. Uh, we spent two years doing that. Then nothing happened with that. I think what happened with me and you is, um, I think when we first met, we were like, oh, we're really similar. And we enjoyed that for a while. And then that kind of gave way to, talking about it. oh, we're really similar. That, that's, that's, that's dangerous. We, we're, uh, the boxes ticked suggest we should get along better than we do. Nope. nope. It's because you've got so many stupid and wrong opinions about yeah, things. Yeah, so I've heard, so I've heard. It's you're not, not alone, you're in, you're in the majority in we, thinking we that. We could go so. on a long, long tirade about all the things you're wrong about, mm-hmm. and I'd be prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just we have to get to the bulk of this episode yeah, first. Yeah, okay. So people at home just assume that I'm right about everything, and okay. that Quinny is just wrong about everything. Because he is. If you say so. Speaking of wrong about everything, this is the first time you've seen The Big Lebowski? Not for any reason. Not that I disliked it or avoided it. It just eluded me. But have you not heard people talking about it before? Yeah, I've heard people talking about The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather you either. I've never seen The Godfather. Well. So you're not one of these people who, like, seeks out these things? I mean, it, it 
I do. I mean, what's it gonna make you? What's what's it gonna take to you to watch The Godfather? There's, there's too much. It's it's this an is, endless list. This is you list. all the time. It's like, oh, there's, there's too, too much, much good television. I'm so busy. This there's is too the thing. Good this is what I was there's saying. No, just fucking, just fucking do it. This is what right? I was saying about Jessica Jones season two. There was nothing wrong with Jessica Jones season two. It was just ridiculously unspectacular. And in the world where there's so much good television, you just can't afford to be. Sometimes it's better to be awful because then people will go, "Oh, that's awful! I need to see it to see how awful it is." If it's like, eh, it just really wasn't very good. That's 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 just the way. That's a death sentence in TV now. There's too much good TV. I can't. Too many good movies. I can't see all of them. But, but what else are you doing with your time? I'm watching others. I'm I'm steadily going down the list, and it's a list in no particular order. Unbelievable. So maybe one of these buggers that took seven years to watch The Wire on your No, or? I watch. I burned through The Wire. I couldn't not binge The Wire. But you said you watched Fargo and switched it off after fifteen minutes. Yeah, I don't know. That's insane to that me. That just didn't strike chords. So okay, me. then. Well, what did you think about The Big Lebowski? It was alright. It was alright. It was alright. Here's the thing. I feel like if this had come out and I'd been to see it, like if I went to see this in the movies when it came out, I think I would have come out thinking, that was really good. I did not expect any of that. Most people felt opposite of that. Oh, right. Okay. Didn't do a good box office. Oh, right. Mm. It, it's one of those things that when it came out on tape, people started renting it a lot and quoting it at each other. And I don't think it was overhyped in that I walked away feeling that wasn't really good. I just, it was overhyped. And I saw it, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's I wouldn't say, I don't have strong negative feelings, because it's not a bad movie in any sense. It's, it's, it's definitely a good movie, but I don't well, know that right I would... That's the opinion, okay. I don't know I would... I, I don't know I'm, that I would get all fandomy about it. Are you aware of Lebowski Fest? Nope. Which is a, a festival where people gather to go bowling, watch the movie, hang out. Sometimes bands come and play. That sounds... That sounds Good. Are you, you familiar know? with the Dudist religion? I am not. Okay, so do we they hate Jewish people? Sorry, do they hate Jewish people? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, well that's always a mark of a good religion. Uh, the Dudist religion, which hopefully everyone else should be aware of, uh, borrows a lot of tenets of Buddhism and just shoves them into like a more applicable practice of day to day life. As to what would the do do in this situation? Mm-hmm. It's basically just abiding. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know rolling with the situation. You know, being a chill dude. Yeah. More apathetic than Buddhism. Well, see, here's the thing about religion, man. Uh, especially Buddhism. Like, the Buddha wasn't a Buddhist. He was just some dude. He was a dude. He was just a dude sitting on a tree. People would come to him and talk to him, and he'd shot back with some ideas. Someone ran away with it. Yeah, and then over time, you know, a lot of the shit goes, oh, by the way, this guy was born with, like, the 17 signs of perfection, which means he had curly golden hair when he was born, and... Perfect nipples and ego was the creation of God on earth. Mm-hmm. Whereas Buddha himself was he like... He wasn't the big dude as well that they no, sell no. statues of. He was probably like bone thin. He, he like lived under a tree yep. and did nothing but meditate. Yep. So, yeah. Um, like, I've got some books on order about this. Uh, but... Yeah, there's at least three on Amazon about... Uh, <laughs> that is the most Liam thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know it, but I'm, I'm hoping to know it in the near future. Oh, that's a, a I have great some books have. on order. Oh, yeah, thanks. That's hilarious. But you see, the, the tenets of Buddhism can be kind of focused on the Four Noble Truths, which is there's a lot of different ways of saying it, but they are basically uh, the truth of suffering, the truth of origin of suffering, 
the truth of this the cessation of suffering and the truth of the path to the cessation of suffering. Okay. Which is a baron about saying of where like life sucks. Um let's think about why life sucks. Uh, let's think about how we can stop life from sucking and then let's get on with our lives after they stop sucking. Sound logic. Now if you apply those four tenets of Buddhism to the movie, mm-hmm. what do you think they are? What do you think they focus on? Okay, so give me them again. The truth of suffering, the origin of suffering, the cessation of the suffering, and the path to the cessation of suffering. Uh, because, by the way, Buddhism teaches us that we are constantly suffering, and even once we attain enlightenment, that that suffering will be a constant in our mm-hmm. life. I, I have a, a complicated relationship with Buddhism. It's a complicated religion. Yeah, I always get deep in and then they get a little bit too supernatural for me and yeah, my agnostic just what I was leaning saying, atheist yeah, ass like leaning towards that stuff. deal breaker but when it's like the, the, you know like let's let's all just think about this shit and yeah. even like the stuff where like you're meant to meditate like the point of meditating is just to clear your mind it's impossible to do meditating correctly because mm-hmm. it is once you achieve enlightenment mm-hmm. then you're no longer part of the human endeavor which that suffering is root of so mm-hmm. you can't seek to erase that suffering okay yeah but anyway, those four noble truths, as I see them, all focus around pretty much the loss of the rug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, hit me with that what one. Do you think the what do you kind what kind of genre movie is the Big Lebowski? Uh, absurdist comedy. Comedy, yeah. Because you you weren't giving it many laughs the way through the. No, um, but I was laughing at it more, and I've seen it seventeen times. It's like I. It's weird the way I can watch. I've seen Ghostbusters probably a hundred times or more, and. I haven't laughed at it as much as when I've seen it in the movies surrounded by a group of people. Okay. So I think it's sometimes it's a little bit context. You know, it's a Wednesday afternoon. I'm sleepy. You know, I it was I was feeling more like a grin comedy. You know, just mm. one of those ones that makes you feel fuzzy inside. And that's not what The Big Lebowski is. Okay. <laughs> or, or is that what The Big Lebowski is? I don't know. Hmm. Go, See, go back to the rug thing. The rug thing. Well, like, the truth is suffering is the loss of the rug. It's okay. like, uh, and it is also whatever the filmic turn for like the starting of the plot point is. MacGuffin. The inciting well, yeah, incident. Kind of the inciting incident, yeah. But it is also kind of a MacGuffin because it is just a way for him to get into the, you know, the, the, the cases, as he calls if them. If he'd let like, it be, no one, that's the end of the story. Exactly, yeah. Um, the truth of our origin of suffering is also known as the thirst, which is also something I thought about with them because like he's always making his white Russians mm-hmm. symbolic of he's always got the the search for the noble truth in there, mm-hmm. but it's also the search for the rug and how he finds it because he wants to find it. It's also the search for the rug because the rug ties the room together. Ah. Once he finds the rug, his life will be complete because mm-hmm. his life will be old enough to be tied together. Mm. In his mind, that's what he's thinking. The truth for the ceasing of suffering is solving the case. But he does that by, you know, finding the truth of, like, the rug's not really what's important here. All these other things are going on. Yeah, and oh yeah. What le- what leads him in? Oh, God, I'm, oh my God, this is this is a came to me as a sayer, Jesus Christ. Okay, what he finds in his quest for the rug is Beth, where they're banging the, Julian, the, Moore. Julian Moore. It's death with Donnie. Mm-hmm. He's just found life and death in his quest for the rug, which <sighs> is his completion. There you go. Hey. That's that's only the third step. What's the fourth step? The fourth step is that, uh, well, yeah, uh, basically the the fourth step is realizing that suffering is constant and once you get rid of it, it'll still be there. So which is why at the end, at the end, he's just like, 
yeah, you know, Donnie's dead, but the the bowling tournament's happening soon, so mm. it's going to And also the kid's going to be born as well. Yeah. People die, the people get born. On. It's not uplifting, but that's what you get. Okay, <laughs> so are you reading... Have the Coen brothers ever said anything about this? The Coen brothers say it's just a movie about a guy who goes bowling. Right, okay, so they'll be in, they'll be in those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the kind of guys the Coen brothers are. Yeah. I don't know, it's like when I used to think about this when I was in English and they would try and tell me about all the subtext that is in Shakespeare and I'm like, like I'm not denying that you can take it from it, but like I, w- I imagine if Shakespeare was here today, he would have been like, oh yeah, I didn't even realise that, yeah. This, this how much are people how much are people inventing and how much is in there but the writer wasn't quite conscious of it this is something we talk about on the simpsons podcast a few times but yeah he's like the example of like ray bradbury like when people tell him that far right 9-11 is about censorship and mm-hmm. like you know big brother and all that he goes oh no it's just a sci-fi story yeah this the, I, I didn't mean that and people will tell him like this is what it's about and he's, he's walked out of like people like rooms when people tell him that shit mm. But then the opposite is when someone says something like that and the guy goes, well, not really. And then he goes, it'll be like something about death and someone will give that to the writer and the writer will go, well, you know, and then they'll sort of pause and go, actually, I was writing this right around the time my brother died. So I guess that kind of did sneak in there. stuff, isn't there? Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I think there's so much going on in there that's, you know. There's, there's definitely some interesting things about Buddhism in there that they've maybe read or saw somewhere. But like how uh, Matt Holland pointed this out on the last episode, how like when when the dude and Walter are alone, it's always one of them yells and then one of them's calm and then yeah. one of them's calm and then the other one yells. Yeah. So it's like when they're sitting in the car for the first time and like, and Walter's like calmer than you, dude. Calmer than you. It's the mm-hmm. first time you see him being calm. It's the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be the opposites but they can also you know change in and out balance okay. buddhism okay centering self zen so how did the kids homework get in this car yeah another MacGuffin. Uh, the he thought that the car was stolen by the kid and he took the money but he's just a kid that took the car for a joyride so, so the homework was in his pocket when he took the car so where's the briefcase he's just been there off somewhere because there was nothing in it okay yeah <laughs> Okay. There are a lot of loose threads, or are they loose threads? See, Chris Howard said he didn't like this movie because there were too many things going on at once. Oh, I bet he loved that. I did not like that, no. He did not like that. No, no, we had words. I said, like, all those things happening is what makes it so good because they do all come together at the end. Yeah, but that's also, that's kind of the baseline joke of things escalating, escalating, escalating. It's, uh, what you call it? Oh, Oh, I'm blanking. I'm I'm blanking on the blank. The way when things it begins example. with an, it begins with an F. It's like a it's a comedy that people look farce. down on. Yes, just keeps getting worse. So it it's gets like a it gets more farce. ridiculous as it goes. Yeah. It's kind of a farce masquerading as a some as a as more intelligent than a farce. That's interesting because that's a very Coen Brothers thing. I yeah. think. And uh, if you take out movies like uh, everyone seems Mills to Crossing think on uh, Barton Fink you look at like Raising Arizona which is just like a comedy but it's also got like it's artistic bent to it you know people everyone involved in the kidnapping slash not kidnapping thinks that the dude knows more than he does thinks that the dude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has something going on when he doesn't and it's just that farce of he's literally just this guy and everyone's going to all this trouble over someone that doesn't really know or care oh, yeah, about what yeah. they're talking about. 
Interesting. Interesting indeed. So when, he, when Chris is saying that like too much is going on, that's yeah, that's kind of the point. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> if it was simple, it wouldn't... You know what I mean? Drama is complex. The, the guy pees on the rug because he thinks he is the old Lebowski and then he goes to the old Lebowski to get a new rug and then the old Lebowski says, fine, my wife, I'll give you a new rug. So if the whole movie is that, then you're cutting out the Jackie Treehorn stuff, you're cutting out the bowling stuff, you're cutting off the Walter stuff, which is what people, you know, is, is the meat of the thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Walter's the most quotable character, rather, maybe. He's just the most enjoyable character because he's so insane. What did you think about the Walter and Donnie relationship? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of, what are they trying to say where he's just so dismissive of him, literally until the moment that he's dying when he draws attention to him? Exactly. I I say this every episode. What is that? There's got to be something in there. Yeah. Apparently, the only reason Steve Buscemi's quiet character is so quiet in it is because the movie before this was Fargo, and he was like playing a totally different character. So the Coen Brothers just wanted to switch it around. But uh, there there is also more tenets of Buddhism when we're up to like the eight sections of the four paths to the noble truth. When it's uh, it's about uh, silencing the mind and like how we should abandon he, all he unnecessary never... thought and un- unnecessary speech, which is kind of what Donnie does. Yeah, he never claps back. He doesn't. He's he very never docile. stands up for himself, but it's not like a meek thing. He just shrugs it off. Yeah, he's Biden as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking sad as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like, because he's yelled at all the way through, it just makes it all the more sadder when he dies because. Okay. If he was just arguing back at the end, he'd just be like a guy who was there. But because he was like a nice, calm, quiet guy who dies for no reason, mm-hmm. wasn't involved in that kidnapping nope. plot at all. No one touches him? No. The two, no none him. of the three guys goes anywhere near him. Well, he just dies. And then and not only is that sad, but then it's also like, oh shit, you could just drop dead at any point. That mm-hmm. could be me. I yeah. could be in that coffee can being poured out into and someone's face. Is that for symbolism? Uh, the 180N or the... The coffee, the coffee can. Yeah. Same, really, isn't it? Why, w- why is one so much money? And when really you're dead, you're in a container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Why are you trying? To, why are you trying to bring importance to something that you know? Preach on, brother. Preach on. So there's there's a religion. Uh, so people sign their names. The Buddhist religion is essentially uh, bowling, drinking, and just chill. It's like slackerism. On paper, that sounds good. Someone probably ruined it. How many people have been stabbed? No one's been stabbed. Yeah, no, not you, know, you can get ordained in the church of Buddhism online for free. It's it's it is just chilling out. There's like only one guy who makes a living from doing it. It's because he talks about it, and writes books about it. Yeah. So no one's ruined it yet, because as soon as humans get involved, things no, just no, go just bad. The, it's just the lads hanging out. I know what I mean. I didn't have that strong an emotional reaction to it, but. Do you not think there's a lot of wisdom in it? Like, yeah, that's just like your opinion, man. Like, if if you can react like that to any aggression in your life. Yeah, but I again, it's just I think it's just different people. Um, it just didn't. It's not something. If I was flicking through, and it was on TV, I would watch it. I don't know that I would go out and buy the DVD. I f- it feels to me like Chris got a little angry that people like it so much. No, he he kind of accepted the fact that people like it, but okay. Because I was just gonna say, it's like I don't have a strong emotional reaction to it, but if people are going out and preaching, you know, a chill life, I the the world is shit. That's hardly the worst thing going on in the world. You you guys do you, right, man? 
Let me think. What else can I ask you about this? Never. There was never talk of a sequel. Well, they're working on something now with um, the the Jesus, but we don't know what it is. Okay. It's either a, a TV series or a movie. Why? Because people like the character. Leave it be. At least they should leave it be. Leave it be. Yeah. The the far the the Cohen the Fargos the Cohen brothers are quite like relaxed about this stuff. Like if uh, when someone came to them to make Fargo, they were just like, oh yeah, go, go for on. it. Yeah, we're, we're not interested. Well, but go ahead. you know what I mean. They probably like, well, you know, it's like people go, ah, oh, if you make this remake this thing and you ruin it, then you've ruined the original thing. They're probably like, no, our thing still some, stands. Yeah, some people see that. Okay, what's um, what's his name? Did um get shorty? The guy who wrote the original. I don't know. Elmore Leonard, yeah. Elmore Leonard optioned people uh, the rights to his book for like a dollar. <laughs> Once Get Shorty gets made, it's going to be like, from the book, Get Shorty, people are going to go and buy the book. So. I suppose. Hmm? Yeah. But your reaction to the Jesus? Uh, as someone who did not know that was coming. Uh, here's my reaction. Do they actually make sex offenders do that? Yeah. Go around and knock. I assumed it was a letter. That was sent round to people. They actually make yeah, them go well, up to people's houses and From what I understand from knock. other movies and TV shows, like you have to alert people within the area that you. Are I know that. I knew you had to alert, but I didn't know it was literally a case of, "Here's me knocking <laughs> on the door. Hi, there's a sex offender in your neighbourhood. It's me. This is me. I'm the person talking to you now." My instant thought was that was a little harsh, isn't it, on those poor sex offenders? <laughs> like I'm, I'm <laughs> not advocating. No, there, I'm right? not. I'm just saying. You know. If it was me in the room when they were coming up with that law, I'd be like, listen, I don't like them either. I don't like what they've done, but that's a little awkward, isn't it? Awkward's a word for that, it. That's yeah. awkward. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird... It's a weird character. Kind of never really goes anywhere, but is that the point? I don't know. He's only got two scenes in it, really. But he's really powerful in those scenes. <laughs> and did he do any of that stuff? Is Walter a reliable source? I I reckon that's what we're gonna find out in the movie. I think they're gonna recon it in the movie or series or whatever comes next. This could be like See, this is why stuff. you should let things be. Should let things be. I just I've just spoke about why sometimes you shouldn't let things be. However, I do fall on the side of just let things be sometimes. So we talked Buddhism. We talked uh, Donnie. We've talked Walter. Uh, we've talked the dude. Do you think the dude's a good guy? I yeah. I this is. Did you hang out with the dude? I. Feel I worry that I'm sounding too uh, neutral about the whole thing. I liked it. I didn't dislike it. Um, Would you say there's been a movie that's changed your outlook on life ever? Um, I don't think a movie has. I know that Doctor Who has. A hundred percent. Okay, I guess you're entitled to believe that. <laughs> uh, made it better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The central point of Doctor Who is just be a, just be a good guy. Just so be a good you, guy. you live your life on on the the basis that he could have chose any name he wanted. He ran away from home. He took a fake name. Could have chose any name he wanted. He chose Doctor. What does that mean? He just wants to help people. Oh, okay. But is he a medical doctor? No, no, no. So how? Can well, he help yes. People. Is he? Does he do surgery? He does have a doctor's and cheese as well. well how does that help people? <laughs> He doesn't have a tank. He has a phone box. You can call him for help. He doesn't have a gun. He has a screwdriver to fix things. But then he's a mechanic. He doesn't have like a. He doesn't have like a like a bioengineered cannon in his arm. He has an extra heart. 
Oh, because he cares so much. Yeah. I just got that. Okay, mm. so what what movies changed your life? The Big Lebowski. Okay. The Big Lebowski and Fight Club, definitely. Fight Club's changed Fight your Club, life? Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't seen the, Fight Club in a long time. The, the chemical burn scene, just on itself. And the bit when uh, the uh, Tyler confronts him in the car and says, you should have to stop cr- stop trying to control everything and just let go. What about when Meatloaf's pants fall down? Well, that's obviously a life changer. Well, Meatloaf <laughs> with tits changed the way I masturbate forever. Because <laughs> now that's just what I jerk off to twice a day. But yeah, the chemical burn scene that. Uh, and the bit in The Bigger Bowski where he goes, yeah, well, it's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. The stall reaction of that, and when Walter yells over the line, because mm. sometimes you you do need to take shit seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a league game. It's a league game. He was well within his okay, rights I to don't do know that. Whether, I don't know whether I agree with that there. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Okay. Wouldn't you say there's a different way of looking that, and that it's that's not something to be taken seriously, and he overreacted. No, because then I could say the same thing to you. Like, Doctor Who's nothing to be taken seriously. It's a, it's a stupid show about... Okay, but then we hearts. could just go around in circles. Exactly. I could say that about Big You've got to have your passions, don't you? The, yeah, Walter's I suppose. passion is bowling. I'm, I'm a big fan of letting things go. Yeah, but, if you be, but I'm also Doctor, a big fan of passion. If you told me that Doctor Who was dumb, I wouldn't get out a gun and threaten to shoot you un, un, until you well, change your mind. Yeah, neither would I. But he's... He's obviously not well in the head. I <laughs> think know? balance is what they're getting at. Everything in moderation... Yeah, it's fine uh, to be passionate. Walter has a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, if that improvement's ever gonna come, I, I don't know. If, I, if, I don't if think you, so. To be honest so with you, you know, Big Lebowski isn't passionate about anything. Walter is too passionate, and dude's kind of in the middle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, balance in the middle. Balance, balance in every in all things. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, except all things as they are, abide. Too much or too little of anything is bad. Yeah, okay, well, I think we've covered a lot of good points there. That'll do. Is there anything else you want to argue or yell at me about while we're on the record? So why did the, why did the porn guy drug him? Why did the porn guy drug him? Why he, did he want him in the first place? Because uh, Buddy Lebowski owes Jackie Treehorn money. Right, okay. Yeah. And he knew that he was looking for Bunny and Hubowski. Do they sell a... Um, and they also wanted to do a homage to the Maltese Falcon. Okay. Because this is a noir story. Okay. Do they sell um, replicas of the rug? Look at oh right. that book. Oh, right. Yeah. I, wouldn't what you were, I wondered what you were uh, pointing at. I've always wondered what that was. Yeah, I've got a mouse mat of the rug. You can buy full-scale rugs. of the rugs. You can buy the... Um, when he's in... Of the original or the one that he re- steals? I'm pretty sure it must be the original. Okay. Yeah, because that is the one that tied the rooms together, did it not? Yeah. You can also buy when he's in the Big Lebowski's mansion and he's looking at the the wall of stuff and it's got um the time cover, but it's a mirror. You can buy that. People okay. make Okay. You can buy all sorts of doodah stuff. Okay. Which is where, again, there's another tension about religion and shit, like in Buddhism, and it's, it's like possessions are fleeting. You shouldn't own anything. You should just carry no more weapons than you need. This is all that stuff. And then people sell statues of the Buddha. Yeah, but then again, okay, but to use this as an example, um, what time are we on? Uh, Okay, I'll rush through this, and this will have to be the last point. Go on. Okay, so that makes you feel good, that little replica of the rug, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a nice thing in your life. You wouldn't have gone out and bought the materials to make that yourself, would you? Here we go to this bed argument again. So you can't can't begrudge the guy. If there's a guy out there who thinks, you know what, I'm going to make these, I'm going to sell them, I'm going to make enough money to make a little profit so I can keep selling them and live comfortably. But then if he goes crazy, moderation. 
That's balance. all fine. It's when people make statues of the Buddha that cost a lot of money that pisses yeah, me yeah. off because that's a religious artifact and you yeah. don't need to spend money on religious artifacts, man. Okay. Especially when the religion is pretty much against all artifacts and spending. Okay. So thanks for coming on. Okay. Uh, that was quite a calm uh, conversation between us about a movie for a change. Again, Sleepy Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, w- and you've, you did where people can find you on Twitter to give your shit opinions. Yep. But where, what's that other show that you do that people can find? I do Ed find? Clare in Mind, where I portray Stephen Edwards, because we don't know anyone else that would do it. I'm not an actor. I don't <laughs> claim to be. We just have a very small circle of friends. I understand that that was up for an award in the 2018 <laughs> Podcast Awards. But it was entered. It was up for an award, wasn't we, it? Technically, it was in can, the running for an award. We can now confirm that it is an honour to be nominated, because we <laughs> haven't been nominated and we don't feel honoured. But it was in the running to be nominated. Ugh. <laughs> You can find Ed Quiring Minds on Twitter and on the topattencanes.com and there's an Instagram and stuff. Ed Quiring Tweets is the Twitter. If you just want to listen to a funny podcast, just go, just search Ed Quiring Minds and you'll enjoy that. Lots of dick jokes. Okay, we're done. Thanks for coming on and uh, abide. Uh, If you say so. (laughs) 